everybody. Hello. Welcome back to a brand new episode of You Haven't Seen That. I'm Isaac. I'm Alva. And we're recording in our brand new living room studio. Woo! I'm really excited about this. I'm actually nervous about it. Why are you nervous? I don't know. It was... It's one thing to to have everything like in, you know, the the hype studio and and not that we don't like going there. It was just a matter of we had to drive over there and then if we want to do these ones, it's like to drive over there. You mean the scheduling part of it? Yeah. So it got a little bit tough and we end up buying um like kind of some some gear to connect to our laptop and stuff like that, but in the end through Alva's wisdom, she's like, "Hey, you know what? Get the good stuff." You should have got the good stuff in the beginning. Yeah, I know. Uh, and here we are with uh, some solid-ass equipment because we want our listeners, however many there are of you, let us know. In the comment section, in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nervous. No, we wanted we wanted it to sound good. We wanted it to sound great. And here we are with my golden tones and Alva's. Ooh. Burpy ass. Oh, I wasn't burping. <laughs> We don't have animals to bark, but we do have the cat that we had to uh, tell him to calm down because he was rubbing all up against the mic. <laughs> it's good equipment, but it doesn't block out the noise of cats. Not yet. Anyways, I'm rambling, as I usually am. We'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm editing this. I'm leaving in my ADHD. Okay. It's part of the show. That's fine. Um, if you're just listening to this for the first time, Why? Listen to the other stuff so we explain what it is. No, I'm kidding. I'll tell you what the show is about. Uh, this show, this is the show where uh, Alva and I, husband and wife, go through that list that everybody has, that growing list of movies that everyone else is surprised that you haven't seen. Thus asking the question, you haven't seen that? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Speaking of dun, 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 um, we recorded our first two episodes Geez, about a month ago now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then life happened, and I finally got down to editing it. And, uh, you know, they came out these previous two weeks. And I told Elva, you, Elva. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, we need to, like, get on top of this because do you know what's right around the corner? Halloween. Halloween, October, spooky season. And so here we are. Our second movie. I was going to say first movie. Second movie. Second movie. Yeah. Is a scary movie, a spooky movie, a movie that actually kind of was the cre- helped with the creation of this podcast. Did you know that, Alva? I did. So, if you don't follow me on social media, uh, I'm at Forehead Films on Instagram. That's F O R E H E D Films, uh, and on there I do little movie reviews of, of uh, movies that had just came out. And part of of those videos that I wanted to do was a segment which is now the name of our podcast, you haven't seen that, because when we were hanging out with our nieces, Insidious Red Door had just came out, and they were like, Uncle, have you, you know, did you go see that movie? You're going to do a review on it? And I was like, well, no, because I haven't seen the rest, any of the Insidious movies, to which <laughs> they basically crapped themselves and was like, what? You haven't seen Insidious, you haven't seen that, and that just stuck in the back of my brain, and uh, and here we are. So it's the movie that kind of spawned this whole idea. Yeah, for well, you, yeah. So we're gonna cover Insidious. We watched Insidious. I finally got around after thirteen years. This movie came out in two thousand ten. 
Finally got around. We finally got around. Well, you've seen it before. No, I've seen it. I just fell asleep in it. So you can't technically say that you've seen it. Well, I've seen half of it. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I can just go all around and watching half <laughs> movies and then going like, yeah, 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 I saw it. Half, half of it. Asterisk half of it. What an asshole. You're the asshole. <laughs> you haven't seen it. It's been 13 years. I never got. Okay. So that, and that's, that's another thing we're going to cover in our shows is like why we haven't seen the movies and how we came back around to it. So the why I haven't seen it or we haven't seen it is that <laughs> we fell asleep <laughs> through the second half of the movie. Did I watch it with you? No, we weren't together. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was stalking you, and you were watching, and I was in, in the window, and I fell asleep. <laughs> um, no, I. It was like it was. You know, I used to work long hours, even back in 2010, mm-hmm. and uh, fell asleep. Never got around to watching it, and then you know, uh, James Wan, the director, just pooped out a bunch of other ones, and I just never got around to watching it. And here we are. It was at the top of the list. Oh, and uh, for our friend Seaham, <laughs> who's listening. Sorry, Seaham. Sorry, Seaham. We just needed to get this one out. But there are a bunch of other uh, insidious mo- uh, installments in the whole franchise, and we will watch them with you if you're listening to the show. I hope you're listening to this. You better. <laughs> yeah, man. God damn it. But here we are. We've watched Insidious. Uh, yeah, a little bit about it is it came out in 2010, directed by James Wan, and the you can't look at the Rotten Tomato score. I'm going to tell you that at the end. Well, why do you have it in front of me? Sorry. Um, one of the things that I, I had wrote down to look up was the budget because I'm going to kind of let the cat out of the bag. I thought it was a, an okay movie. I thought it was a so-so movie. I thought The Conjuring was a little better than this one. I thought The Conjuring was a lot better. And speaking of that, I didn't, uh, I, I, I guess I don't know his name off the top of my head, so I can't point and go, that's a James Wan movie. That's a James Wan movie. Um, but evidently, the movies that he has uh, has been like, you know, the I don't know if the creator of, but at least the director of, um, is <laughs> the Saw franchise. He actually created the puppet, Billy. Oh, really? Like he made it? So he, he created the Saw franchise or directed the Saw franchise, the Conjuring franchise, um, which includes Annabelle, and the nun, and the one we don't talk about, La Llorona, um, and Malignant, which I, I actually kind of like that movie for what it was. But he also did Megan. He was a director for Aquaman 1 and 2. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Mortal Kombat. I didn't know that. And uh, one of the Fast and the Furious movies, Furious 7. We don't talk about that one. Well, who gives a shit? I've never seen any of the Fast and the Furious past Tokyo Drift. No, past the third one. Oh. Yeah. We covered that in the first yeah. one. But yeah, so... Uh, after watching this movie, because I didn't know what other movies he created, the first thing that came to my head was, um, is this his first horror movie? Because it felt like he was figuring things out. But then when I did the research and saw that that he was the, the director of <laughs> Saw, which came out in two, 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 uh, seven years before that in 2003, I was like, oh, wait a second. Wait, that came out in 2003? Dude. Long time ago, oh. a land far away. Saw three, Saw three, Saw came out in two thousand three. I stopped watching Saw after I think I fell off of those two. The second, yeah, there, there, there are times I like, and I know that's kind of one of like the tropes of like horror movies. I don't know if it's a if that'd be the correct term trope, but having multiple sequels is sort of part of it. But like, how do you follow? How do you 
keep track with all of those. It's mm-hmm. tough. I don't know. We love horror movies. Yeah. We fucking love horror movies. But sometimes there are so many of them. And because horror movies have, you know, five installments, you just don't get around to watching all of them. You kind of just fall off of it. Well, didn't we watch all the Conjuring ones? I think we might have missed one. Which one? I don't know because there's a lot of them, which brings us back. Thank you for that. Is the the first Conjuring is one of those movies that legitimately freaked me out. Did it freak you out? Yeah, I remember it was dark. I didn't want to go inside the house. I know I remember. I'm just I'm just prompting you so that you know you can go. Oh yeah, I just didn't want to go inside the house. I was afraid <laughs> the, of the dark. For the a people moment. listening don't know our stories. They don't know this. We're letting them in. So I didn't want to go into the house because it was dark. Yeah, I was afraid for ten minutes about the dark. <laughs> and that actually, that was the night you you revealed to me that uh, you're part of a Bruharia family. Yeah. 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 Okay, so so Insidious came out in 2010, and then The Conjuring came out three years later in 2013. Mm-hmm. That's enough time for him to have like figured it out, right? But even that being said, like he came out with with the first saw. And so much time had passed that after watching this movie, Insidious, there were so many things about it that seemed, it felt like he was trying to figure it out. And, oh. and like, I, there were some parts where I was like, am I supposed to chuckle? Okay, so I had the same, same thing right. there. Um, some of the angles, I'm just like, am I laying down watching this right now, a certain angle? Mm. Like, it just, it just didn't seem... I don't know how to say it. Uh... Because everyone that I, I spoke with who discovered that I haven't seen any of the Insidious movies reacted with, uh, you haven't seen that? And mm-hmm. it, it, it I'm like, oh, everyone else likes it, which means that I'm going to like it. So I expected to like it. Yeah. I didn't hate it. It wasn't the Fantastic Four reboot. That's for sure. We don't talk about that. I don't talk about that. I try not to talk about that. Yeah, no. And we won't go go into it. We don't have enough. We don't have all the time in the world. We're going to bore people. Okay, going right. back to Insidious. Going back to Insidious. I was expecting to like it. Um, and, I, and, and I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it right out the gate. Because having loved so many other horror films, I was expecting to be like majorly creeped out. You know, mm-hmm. like The Conjuring. So to his credit, I mean, he figured it out. 10 years no sorry he figured it out three years later with the conjuring because that movie in my eyes is a very perfect creepy movie there was two directors for the conjuring though ha so going through his list of movies all the ones that i mentioned before like the aquaman and mortal Kombat, i feel like it's his movies are kind of like a hit and miss i wouldn't say that they're all terribly terrible but except for the nuns god i'm sorry come at me people okay so i don't know if the rest of the insidious franchise gets better Maybe sometimes you just have a flop, but because we only just watched the first one, we don't really know about the other ones. Okay. So then on that note, it's the first movie. Mm-hmm. And there's how many in the franchise? I don't know. So usually the way that it works is the first one is so amazing that they make more. The vibe it gave me was, uh, what was it? Like the exorcism of Emily Rose? Yeah. It gave me like kind of like that. Well, it, but like insidious Well, it came out in that era. Much to his, much to his credit. Again, I didn't hate the movie, so much to his credit, there were a lot of things that I thought were actually creepy, like little ghost kids running around, or like old school piano musical stings. 
you know, the the opening of the movie with the and insidious title. Oh, that hurt my ears. Or um, Marilyn's favorite song. I wanted to be creepy. Dude, okay. The tiptoe, the tiny Tim tiptoe through the tulips, which that the song came out like like the in the the later part of the movie, right? With the the little creepy ghost kid. It was kind of hinted in the beginning. It was. Yeah. A little bit. I was really expecting to be very creeped out by it because Marilyn, if you're listening to this, she gets scared anytime you hum it, sing it, play it, whatever. I was dancing to that part. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but I was it's like, like, "It's a banger. It's a like, jam." I'm like, "This is fun." The kids, what's gonna the, happen? The ghost kids, like, this slaps. Well, the little kid was dancing, so I think he I just was. ended up joining him <laughs> dancing. I was, I don't know if he saw me, but I was like waving my arms side to side. Yeah. <laughs> so again, I, it, it it was like built up. It was kind of built up, and I had a higher level of expectation. That being said. There were parts I appreciated about it as far as like, I like the camera movements. Mm-hmm. There are certain scenes oh, yeah. where um, they used uh, like a wide angle lens, which people kind of call fisheye lens. Was that one more towards like the exterior shots of the house? Sometimes they used yeah. it for that. Um, they used it when she was in bed and she gets waken up by that one ghost that looks like Johnny Depp. Oh my, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know we're jumping ahead, but again, like I said in the previous episode, the change up, this isn't a, a, a show where we're going to like chronologically go through we're going to no. we're going to bounce around because jump. ADHD ADHD <laughs> I did like how he did have um his name on the chalkboard and he had the um the 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 uh, Oh James Wan had his name on the yeah, chalkboard Yeah on the chalkboard there's a scene where he had his name on the chalkboard in the movie and then he also had um Oh jigsaw in the bottom Yeah there you go the yeah jigsaw Mhm Little, that was like a random, unnecessary Easter egg. And I didn't know that he he did saw until we looked up. Well, I think that was a hint. Yeah. I mean, when, when I saw that pop up as an Easter egg, I'm like, I bet he did saw. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't remember. <laughs> I was like questioning the whole time. I'm like, did he do saw? But then I had to stop myself because then I would fixate on that thought. Again, much to his credit, it felt like its own movie. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of things. I started writing down some of like the horror tropes. And there were times that even though I knew that it was one of the horror tropes, Sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. Mm-hmm. One of those tropes was someone's knocking at the door. Why would you open the door? White people things. It's a white people thing, right? Yeah. Nobody else would do that. And he's like, he's running around with like a fireplace iron. Oh, and he didn't even have any. He was walking around the house in his underwear and his freaking shirt, <laughs> barefoot. No, no, like weapon before opening the door. Why? But after he closed it and then he hit the the security uh the security code, it then became creepy when the door was like left open afterwards. Oh, like, when the alarm went off again? Yeah, because like at, as a man, you know, you feel responsible. You feel like the one, the protector of the of the house, and it felt very vulnerable. Also, that house, it's in L.A. somewhere. Oh yeah, I have the address. Yeah, those but, yeah. those old houses have like their own personality. So I think mm-hmm. it was a smart choice to use those the, those houses because they also have like a they're not necessarily double doors, but it's a it's a, like an extra big door. It's kind of like a modern Victorian house in a way. Yeah, yeah. And like having that big door open, it felt even more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But still, that whole thing of, of like stepping outside, of like Mm-mm, I'm not, no. I'm not, I'm not cracking. Even though, okay, much to his credit. He he opened the door, he peeked his head out, and then that was it. But I'm like, uh-uh, that's how they get you. No, 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 no. Anyone knows you hear something, you just keep staying in bed and just... Uh, 
forget it. Just don't even get out of bed. Just stay there. Pretend nobody's home. You're fine. You're good. Cover your head. Another trope that actually kind of worked more for like the storytelling aspect was the typical uh, skeptical dad. Oh, my God. Okay. Was it just me or was he like very gaslighty with her? Like, I believe you, but I don't know. Very gaslighty. Also, why was he staying to like 10 o'clock at night at the school? I don't know if he was like tired from being at home. Remember at that point, like his kid was already in a coma. Was he just avoiding? I think he was. He didn't want to go home. Yeah. Yeah. One of those dads. Because like the home life seemed, you know, it seemed as hectic as like any, any home life with kids would be. But it looked like a working family. It did. But if in the beginning, if you kind of saw when um, they moved into the house, uh, he was kind of like the last one to be downstairs. The kids were already downstairs. Mm -hmm. The baby was already crying. She's basically like trying to do it all on her own, trying to call, I don't even know, electric company or whatever. Yeah. To like set up their stuff. And the baby was crying in the background. He was nowhere to be seen but upstairs brushing his teeth very slowly so very white dad move well he was also very vain yeah but that never, they didn't that eye cream what kind of eye cream is that <laughs> i really want to know it, it i don't know what it was what it was supposed to do as far as like you know informing his character like him being vain it was supposed to be like he's the very vain very how, how old were they supposed to be by the way because the, they're in the beginning of the movie uh uh rose Byrne. by the way i forgot to mention it's starring patrick wilson and rose Byrne. Mm. Which Patrick Wilson then comes up, uh, back a couple of years later in The Conjuring. Oh, yeah. As, uh, Warren. The Warren. Ed Warren. Ed Warren. Um, yeah, Rose Byrne's sitting with her her kid, and and they're looking through the photo album. Also, who has photo albums albums anymore? Past a certain age. Um, well, you do also have to think it's 2010, so that's it's starting the whole. You're creeping now into technology. Yeah. So those adults at that age still have those photo albums. So I guess that, that also would be considered another horror movie trope, which, whereas you look through the photo album, mm-hmm. right? Do you think that if they were to make a horror movie, today, which they do make horror movies today, but if they were to do like a looking through the photo album thing, it wouldn't be through like a physical photo album if you're a, a character in like their 30s? No, I think the only time I think that would happen is like, if the grandparents passed yeah, away or yeah. the, their parents passed away and they have to look through. You'd be scrolling. But, yeah. but if it's like people our age today. They'd be scrolling. Scrolling yeah. through something. So she's sitting there with her kid and then uh, they don't really establish their age. The kid goes, uh, she says to the kid, oh, yeah, I was a kid once. And he goes like, well, how old, are you, how old are you now? Or she asks him. How old do you think I am? How old do you think I am? And he says, I don't know. Old. Well, how old? 21. I, Stupid kid. I think she's like in the movie. I'm gonna go ahead and say maybe early 30s. I was gonna say mid 30s. The kids acting, it wasn't bad. I'll, I'll kind of group this all together. The only people that were the good actors were the leads, mm-hmm. Rose Byrne, Patrick Wilson, mm-hmm. and then the psychic later on, Elise. Uh, I don't remember uh, the actress's name, and that was it. Everybody else, the Geek Squad guys that come in later. The fucking doctor that's that like is just very dismissive and then oh, runs yeah. off. Oh yeah, I was like General Hospital. What happened? Everyone else's acting sucked. It was it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And it, so it felt like comical in a certain way. 
Yeah, I think that's what took away from it. A lot, I, a lot. I, I think if maybe they either got other people or maybe trained, like told, I don't, I don't know how. I it think money might have played a part into it. So the budget for this movie was one point five million dollars, which is nothing. That's mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah, which is also surprising because he did the Saw movies, and there was a couple of other Saw movies that came out before. This movie came out. But I wonder how much those Saw movies were before they got a bigger budget. But still, um, like you get a small budget. Usually, usually you get a small budget like that if you're like an up and coming director. Mm-hmm. But he had already come out with like a handful of movies. And I don't know. It, just, it was a tiny budget. And then later, um, I think, got like $100 million. Like it grossed $100 million, which also in today's standards, like really isn't much. But considering that, you know, the budget was $1.5 million, so that could be why they decided to go with like smaller uh, unknown actors for bit parts. Even like the nurse. The, this, oh my God, the that, nurse. Okay, so that was the other thing too. It's like the dialogue wasn't strong. The writing wasn't strong. The actors were, the lead actors were, so they sold the shit out of the lines as best that they could. But even that being said, like there's some scenes like when he comes home, when Patrick Wilson, the dad comes home late. Josh. Yeah, when Josh mm-hmm. comes home late and um, and she's sitting there on the steps and they have this like back and forth and it just falls flat because the writing, it, does, it doesn't lend to their character. Mm-mm. Well, what you said this this one, the budget was like, what, 1.5? Mm-hmm. Saw was 1.2. And I can see why that one took off. because it 1.2 million. Yeah, but I, I can see that why that one took off as far as like a franchise. Insidious, this one, it was trying to world build, and it did with the whole, you know, uh, the further and the traveler, and then, and am I missing anything else? The Darth Maul looking dude, <laughs> the guy with the fire face, and I'm excited to see the other movies. But as far like you can't look at it like that because this is just the standalone movie, mm-hmm. the first movie before, yeah. It didn't jump out to me in the first act of like them setting up, like you know, they're in the house and maybe there's ghosts. They tried to build these characters up, but once like shit started to go down, once like Patrick Wilson was kind of giving in to believing what was going on, then it got really interesting. And and then I was like, there you go. Now they figured out what this movie was going to be. But that the whole first part, I could have done not not well not do without because you still need to build the characters up. But you know, the way that they like, for instance, the way that they time jumped the three months later, or, or not even that. You know, the kid doesn't wake up. Dalton doesn't wake up, right? He's trying to wake him up mm-hmm. to go to school. Smash cut, they're in the hospital. I, I want to see some, like, emotional lead up to, like, them freaking out. And Also, why didn't they freak out more when he fell the first time? Oh, my God. I yeah. mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a problem with their reaction. I would it. think as a parent, your kid falls off a ladder, bangs up his head, can't even walk. They did. When, okay, when they, when they heard him scream... They freaked out. Yeah. And they ran up, right? You hear kids scream. Like, you know, we have nieces and nephews and we lived with them for a period of time. And anytime any of them like scream, you fucking run, jump off, wherever, yeah. whatever you're doing, you, you could be, you know, on the shitter, your pants half down your knees. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I and get you're, you're going to get, and, and so they had that reaction down. Well, they had the initial reaction, but he couldn't, they, he had to get carried away because he couldn't walk down the stairs. He couldn't stand up. Why then wouldn't you want to create more of a panic there instead of you just tuck him into bed and just be like, yeah, you're fine, like a 
regular like ah, you're i thought they were just being parents and just carrying him off and coddling him no was... because the, he goes oh can you stand up and he goes oh oh probably because he was dizzy Mm. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, my legs don't work. Yeah, but even if you hit your head and you say you're dizzy, it's just like you kind of hit your head yeah, pretty yeah. hard. <laughs> it's you, you were up the ladder. But you have to agree, though, because like, now we're talking about horror films, yeah. right? It's the horror films are sort of those that genre where you, for most of them, you go, okay, it's a horror film. These things have to happen in order for the horror to happen. Mm-hmm. And so you have to suspend, and I'm going to overuse this fucking term because I used it in the last episode. But you're going to you have to suspend disbelief. That being said, you still go. It would have been nicer if they sort of like made it a little bit more organic. But their reactions throughout the entire film were like lackluster. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't know how many other films Rose Byrne uh, has been a part of prior to that. Same thing with Patrick Wilson. But you know, we we know them to be the actors, the great actors that they are today. That being said, it just, I mean, it could have also been the director. I kind of believe Rose Byrne's character a little bit more when she's like um, kind of more paranoid walking around, hearing things with Baby Monitor, um, seeing the Johnny Depp looking dude. Okay. So she was more believable when it came to those parts, but I felt like there was a little bit of a lack of chemistry. I could see that. With I mean, that. she did when, which was okay. The parts that were that were creepy is yeah. She's playing the piano, and did she really play? I don't know if she really plays. I don't know if she really played. I saw the finger movements. Like that looks like real piano playing. But when you know she hears the noise, the voice on the baby monitor, which is you know a kind of a typical trope, but it worked. And they hear the whispers, and then she goes and to near the stairs. The scream though at the end. Of right, the right, whisper. right. Well, jump ahead, and then hears the voice, and and then hears it scream. That worked because it's it's the the uh, contrast of like from from quiet to loud, and was it in that scene she goes up she sees she sees someone behind yeah she she no 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 she doesn't she goes and she looks throughout and there's nothing to be seen it's like a later part of the movie she sees someone uh, throughout through the veil, and those things worked right those things that you don't those moments that you don't expect right like the non typical jump scare which I'm glad this movie didn't have a lot of you know close the door you bend down and then you get up and oh there's a thing they didn't do a lot of that there was mm-hmm. there was like one jump scare that later you. on that actually got me it was late way later on it was when the movie was picking up yeah exactly yeah. It was when it was picking up but as far as like the ghosts that you see here and there eh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the one that did work and i'm pretty sure everyone can agree with this is when you first see that fire face guy. Darth Maul. Darth Maul behind Patrick Wilson when um, his mom is visiting after. Oh, yeah. It's after they move. Yeah, it's after they move. It's the first day, I think, she, when she actually goes like, no, 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 I believe her. And I'm like, oh, somebody believes her. Finally, somebody believes her. Yeah. And that one, it didn't get me, but I'm just like, ooh, that was a, that was good. It worked because in horror films, don't show your monster fully right away. Build up to it. Show glimpses, shadows, noises, mm-hmm. blur, you know, little things like that. So when they did later on finally show the Fireface guy fully, mm-hmm. like there was a part where he was like a figure and he's he pointing to the like kid. A shadow, yeah. yeah, and it worked. You know, you want to you want to keep oh, that was the, amazing. Keep the horror hidden. Uh, let your let your imagination for the most part, like you know, kind of fill in the blanks. And his handprints, like uh, the bloody handprints. Yeah. Yeah, though I'm like, okay. I thought that worked. But like later on, 
because now I have this, you know, I had this idea of who the Fireface guy is, like this like creepy, malevolent creature. And then later on, when they're in the red room, past the red door, and he's like sharpening his claws, the, his metal claws. I was mm-hmm. like, wait, he has metal claws? And then he kind of has more of like a, a jovial personality. That threw me off. Well, that's when the, wasn't that's when the music was playing? No. Oh, what music was playing? It wasn't he had there? tiptoe. Yeah. Yeah. That was when the full, more of the full song kind of started playing. Uh-huh. Because he was sharpening. He was kind of getting ready to like do I, something. I, and like, and I know that I might learn about this guy, this character, this entity in the later films. But as far as like the film that's there, you know, you create this idea of who this guy is, right? This like shadowy creature. And then later on, he's like in his, he's like, and he has, a, he's on the grind wheel and sharpening his nails. Uh, Not his nails, no, sorry, the metal claws. Metal claws. Okay, but let's let's go ahead and, and rewind because we're going to focus on the grandma because she was glimpsed at in the beginning. And I'm just like, well, I thought the grandma was supposed to be the whole, like, grandma spirit, whatever thing. Oh, the old lady? It wasn't yeah, the grandma, old, but it was the old lady. I call her, she looked like a freaking grandma. Yeah. yeah. A little um, I, I, Polish but, grandma. I, and, and, yeah, that was like in the opening the opening credits. You you first see yeah. the creepy lady. And, and it worked. Um, and as far as like the look of the ghost, I think it worked because they have like a, a like a plasticky face and mm-hmm. like the the you know black and white kind of look. I thought I think that it, it worked for the for the most part. Um, at certain parts, it got a little silly, like when they moved and it's all you know jolty. Mm-hmm. But when they're just like not moving, just staying there. Oh yeah, it works. Less that was the other thing. Less is more. And in the later parts of the film, it worked. Mm-hmm. The whole less is more. You don't have to have this, you know, uh, pageantry of special effects or whatnot. Also, the budget didn't allow for it. You got to do what you got to do. I want to go back for a second. Okay. With the, the setting, mm-hmm. right? One of the things was the attics. Okay. To me, to me, attics aren't creepy. Like, Mm-mm. I work in pest control. I'm in attics all the time. Not creepy to me. But you, during that scene, you're all, uh-uh. No way. Uh-uh. <laughs> When's the last time you think you've been in an attic? Because um, I remember my first couple of times, it, and it is creepy, but you do it so many times, you just get used to it. I don't think I've ever been in an attic. When's the last time you've been in a creepy house? Because you have had some experiences. Your uncle's house when we went over to Victorville? Yeah. It was just the lights off. It just gave me vibes. You ever been know. in a haunted house? Yeah. Stories? I don't... I, I know I've been in a haunted house. Uh, and not just one that's for Halloween. Um, it was a house... Uh, I don't remember where. But I do remember we went to this house. And it looked... It, it was like someone was maintaining it. We went a couple times, multiple times within like I think a month, month, a uh, month and a half or so, and then the last time we went to go visit uh, this house, it looked like no one has taken care of this house for years, mm. and it's it's just very rare for a house to go from it looking like it's being taken care of very well to maybe like a week or two later to having like accumulated years of dust uh and then um the neighbor i guess who lived um 
I'm not sure if they lived in the same street or something, but they're like, yeah, that person hasn't lived in that house for so and so years. They passed away so many years ago. But did it feel creepy? Oh, yeah. Like after we knew that, I was eyes are watching you. Uh, no, after after we 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 uh, we find out, I was like, "Oh, that is very creepy. That is very unsettling." Um, let's let's just let's just let's just go. As far as creepy houses, nothing beats allegedly servicing the American Horror Story murder house. Oh yeah, allegedly. Now, like as as you know, a kid, you go to grandparents house you go to cousin's house and somebody always has like a creepy house creepy hallway clowns Mm -hmm. but after doing the the this really creepy house and by the way at the time i was starting to listen to uh the no sleep podcast which is a horror podcast is fantastic and as i'm doing this uber creepy house nothing nothing beats that talk about like settings and and speaking of, of settings again they chose a good house to shoot this movie in. Mm-hmm. And although they wanted you to think like, oh, it's a haunted house, right? Mm-hmm. Which is The Conjuring later on. But they want you to think that. And and then they make the smart move to move. And they do. And I'm like, yes. Ah, the smartest decision. And even though like the dad didn't believe the wife, mm-hmm. he humored her. Oh, my God. Was still gaslighting her. Yeah. And they moved. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yes. And, and, and. The light, the the color palette, the um, the cinematography <laughs> was uh, was was used pretty well, mm-hmm. uh, because in all like the when stuff was uneasy, the color was like a little it was cold, colder and yeah. flatter. And then when they moved, there's more greens, there's mm-hmm. more blues, and then when shit goes back down again, it went back to like the back to cold. cold. So that I like the way that they use that again. Less is more. Mm-hmm. That's how you should should make movies. Definitely. Your, you know, your your cinematography, your lighting, your color, your angles should all inform the movie. So like he figured that stuff out. It was the thing that just wasn't strong was the actual writing itself and the dialogue. And I feel like this movie could have been so much better if the dialogue was there. They didn't f- make it feel like I'm watching like a Hallmark horror film mm-hmm. at times. At times. I wouldn't mind watching the remainder of the movies in this franchise. And I'm excited to to check them out. So again, later on in the movie, finally like shit picks up. They've built on the lore. Mm-hmm. And now you're you're in you're in it. At least the the psychic comes over. And I forget the actress's name, but she didn't overdo it and she sold it perfectly. So her and the two other leads like are the thing that grounded this movie enough to make me want to watch more of them mm-hmm. because the way that she was like whispering to, you know, one of the geek squad ghost hunter guys. Um, oh, through that hose mask. No, oh. no. Before that, before oh. that, uh, when he's sketching stuff out, oh. that was an intense scene. Uh, the first time uh, she encounters um, Fireface guy. Yeah. But it was just like the shadow of him. No, no, no. Yeah. You didn't, she didn't see the shadow of him yet. She's looking up above uh, Dalton's bed, up in the corner of the room. You don't see anything. The room, it's dark, it's shadowed, but there's no shadowy figure. She's just te- describing him to the guy and he's sketching it out. And then she reveals the sketch and it's the fireface guy and a you know, looming shadow. But, but the lights were off for that scene. Correct. I 
swear we saw the same movie, but I think I just remember it differently. No, you're thinking about later on when they were like having the seance and then she puts a gas mask on, which I still think was the fucking weirdest thing. No, 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 no because in the, in the when she first sees him, she it, it seems that she asked him like, "What do you want?" And you see that hand go out and points at the boy. That wasn't the psychic. That was the mom. The mom had a dream. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Never which, mind. which led me ADHD. to which ADHD, which led me to to ask the question of why was the mom sensitive to it? So before it was revealed that she went through something similar, it kind of seemed that she was hiding something. Especially when she goes, oh, I can't believe you got him to to stand still for a picture. Yeah, the musical sting. And then I'm just like, Ominous. oh, I get it. I, all right, so this has to be something that's kind of following right. him. But then when they built on, on that, when they mm-hmm. built on that lore, they didn't explain that the mom was like sensitive or a psychic. It was just Elise who was a psychic. The mom... Uh, knew Elise mm-hmm. from years ago when big reveal, um, the dad, Josh. No, I'm not thinking of his oh. name. Um, when the dad, as a kid, was having issues, night terrors. She explained it mm-hmm. right, and you know the the lore that they built on that was that um, Dalton, the son, mm-hmm. is a traveler. He can astral project, and that the dad, Josh, Patrick Wilson, as well. Could also do that, but he had forgotten. Mm-hmm. So the the lore that they built up was when you astral project because you're a living thing and now you're an empty vessel. As you're exploring as an astral projection, all the ghosts, all the spirits are like, ooh, an empty free body. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, I'm gonna go inside of it. Free body. Hey. And so they're attracted to it like moths to a flame. And one particular spirit, the old creepy lady in the beginning of the movie, which was. Again, the makeup and, the, and everything was, was like pretty well done. Simple, less is more. Mm-hmm. Um, was really t- took a liking to him. Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> and then when the mom showed the photos mm-hmm. um, of Patrick Will's Josh as a kid. And at first you see a blur in the windshield of the ghost lady. And then it became like real bad Photoshop. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh it doesn't work. It's creepy, but it doesn't work because it's. It was just. It looks so forced. Um, in my opinion. Yeah, no, no, that's your opinion. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> As Jermaine would say, "You trash. That's trash." <laughs> uh, no, I don't think she was sensitive to it. I think uh, the the mother-in-law. His no, that's mo- yeah, his mom. His mom, yeah. Um, because she went through something like this, it was more believable that something's happening again so it wasn't that she was sensitive it's that she knew the signs of something that was happening no 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 no. so so she experienced so she never see she never saw a spirit or a ghost or any kind of premonitions um when he was a kid she took the photos and that's why he didn't like to take photos as an adult Mm -hmm. right they commented on that nice little plant and then they you know, they kind of uh, brought it up. It was used later on. Also hinted at, at you know, the kid, Dalton, like, oh, you finally had him to uh, settle down to take a picture. The ghost lady was the only encounter as far as spirit, but it was only seen through the photos. Mm-hmm. And then he forgets about astral projecting, can't do it. Years later, has a kid. And when they move, the mom then tells 
both of them. I had a dream that I came over and then I walked down the hall and I went into Dalton's room and there was a figure. Well, if you also remember, Josh also had a dream or actually he was kind of having those visions because those times that he would rub his eyes, it kind of went back to his childhood. Yeah. So I, I don't I think it was just some something similar to that. It wasn't really that. But she the only reason he blocked out those memories is because uh, the mom's friend made him. I don't know, like. What would it be like a trance? No, it wouldn't be a trance. No, she didn't. She didn't do any of that. Oh, I forgot what but, they how but they, they did block the, the the memory from him. They they she said I we had to block that memory so you wouldn't remember. I don't think they actually. No, I'll have to go back and and check it out. But I don't think they actually did anything to like you know any kind of you know uh, <laughs> uh, juju juju magic. No, or, no, I, I, I'm <laughs> talking about like um like they hypnosis. never brought. Did they do hypnosis? Not to the little kid, but it wasn't really said about the dad. That's because, what I mean. Yeah. They didn't really say, they just said like, we just, I had to make you like, make sure that you they repress, never brought, yeah, that they, you, uh, uh, yeah, repressed. Yeah. Repress that memory. So you would sleep at night. You wouldn't have night terrors. So I'm just going to go that they hypnotized They, they him. let him forget. Yeah. The mom tells him about the dream about going into the house mm-hmm. and then seeing the spirit. Mm-hmm. So still she hadn't seen anything, but now she has premonitions about what's going on and nobody knows about any of the other spirits and stuff and then after she's done telling them she looks at josh and behind him is then the dark entity the mm-hmm. fireface guy now that's the first time she actually saw something nobody else is actually able to see anything other than elise later on when she goes into the room and then looks up mm-hmm. and you don't see anything but she's describing it mm-hmm. okay i mean i think we're just gonna go around in circles we're just gonna move on what was the point you're trying to make? Uh, the, the point that I was trying to make is that Dalton's mom also had a dream. That's why she woke up in the middle of the night screaming and she saw someone in her room. I don't remember if it was a Johnny Depp looking dude or not. Mm. And then I'm just like, so I think it just has to deal with if your child is dealing with something like this, then now you are more susceptible to, to spot these things. That's what my point was. And that's why it's like a repetitive thing. Josh had it. The mom then later on was like, this is it. Then she had a dream. Then this mom, uh, Dalton's mom, uh, she didn't know what was going on with the kid. But, you know, then she had that nightmare. Then she was more like, shit is happening. So she had to be seeing things. So I think it's just like a very repetitive. Yeah. Like a very repetitive maternal instinct. Dude. I don't know. Now I'm like excited to see the other movies because I want to see if that is actually like a theory that they follow through on. And if not, that's it's a, a missed opportunity. That's, yeah, it's a missed chance. Should talk to me, James Wan. <laughs> talk to me, James Wan. What would you do if you astral project? It projected because so the, it was established that the, the kid didn't know that he was astral projecting. He was like, Mm-mm. you know, he had drawings about him flying and stuff like that and watching himself sleep. But like, if you knew that you could astral project, I would fucking freak out. I would probably think that I'm dissociating from my life and think that it's normal or just a dream. Uh, yeah, or completely think that it's normal just because of the things that I've have encountered. Uh, but I, I I think I would kind of be like weirdly okay with that. I don't think I would freak out. 
I would be more freaked out of how do I go back to my body? Oh, I would fucking freak. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I that that would be my thing and be like, I'm bored. Let me go do something else. So now we're nearing the end of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And at the third act, you have you have to have a showdown. Mm-hmm. And so they did. The dad uh goes into the trance. He mm-hmm. now remembered he can do it and easily goes into the trance. Uh, and is wandering around. And again, the whole less is more, right? There's mm-hmm. no big musical sting. There's no score. It's just silence. It's darkness. And that lamp, the cold, you know, bluish mm-hmm. gray light of the lamp. And oh, they, I, I thought that worked very, very well. So I'm, I'm excited to see that in the later on, uh, later movies. Um, but, and you and I both started fucking laughing when he had the showdown with uh, the Johnny Depp ghost in front of the red door. Okay. So at that <laughs> point, that that ghost turn into um uh Johnny Depp and um oh my god what is his name from uh the crow oh yeah he looked like a like as if Johnny Depp was the crow like Brandon Lee yeah so it looked like they had a child together and that's what the child turned out to be it didn't work for me um i think that character had potential in a way maybe he gets brought back in the other movies maybe not but i feel like there is a story there with that one and same thing with the kid and any other the other uh ghosts in there but it like you know when, you, when you're thinking of it of just this movie alone mm-hmm. it it didn't work it was silly and then when when josh does the old like force push you know after he gets the the courage after the whispering to his his you know lifeless body i literally thought i'm like you're doing it to the wrong character not the darth maul looking guy <laughs> And then he finally goes into the red room, mm-hmm. and uh, and by and then, red room, it almost looked very much like a freaking sex dungeon. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'm like, wait, is this a demon? Is this just a is this an a, a succubus? Did we turn to Felicia the Gray here, or what's Ew. going on? <laughs> and and then you finally see uh, Darth Maul in all of his glory, and he's sharpening his claws, and it's it's a little silly. The angles that they used for that, like it wasn't working well because, again, you switch, you you went, you switch gears. You go from like having this like dark, creepy, ominous uh, creature, and then to like almost a Freddy Krueger, um, Jeepers Creeper kind of kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And it it was just so different. I'm like, oh, this okay. Now here's the reveal to kind of have the showdown. But I kind of did like the fighting part of it. I did you know. really? I did. I I did. Um, just because I was like, okay. He has potential. He has potential here. I did like, you know, when he's chasing him throughout the hall, throughout the house, going into the back into trying to find his own body. Uh, and then when, you know, you never separate in a fucking movie when the never. dad and the kids separate. Remember white people stuff. Fucking white people shit. And uh, I do like when he was like the, the red face guy was like crawling along the wall. Mm-hmm. It was it was weird that the, the effect was a little bit. Uh, jolty and weird but i think it kind of worked mm-hmm. as far as like it being creepy i i think it would have worked if it wasn't in his realm if the fighting was more away from that red room um i think it would have been creepier mm-hmm. um yeah because that fighting in it it didn't really i was like okay has potential but when they move on then i was like that is creepy because it looks more real. It has like a bed and they're on the, uh, like the parent, like the mom and the other ones are like, you can basically see them. They're just like 
another other side of the veil kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it just made it more believable than the Red Room. Yeah. So I'm glad that they didn't spend a lot of time in the Red Room because it was it was really fucking killing it for me. It, it became like a little bit of a cheesy showdown. Uh, so then when they're running back and the whole they're dealing with the the whole crowd of ghosts, that became eerie and that became creepy. And I enjoyed that. I, you know, I skipped over when um, Josh is looking for the kid and he encounters those ghosts that are just like not moving. Oh, the the creepy, um, very doll like nineteen fifties. Yeah, and and oh, yet that was the best. What I liked the effect that I liked was that um, it was sort of like a freeze frame in time, and it told a story. You would hear a sound, all the sound effects of like the gunshot and stuff, and then you would just see the dead. And and I was thinking, I was like, is is this what happened in this house years ago? I think so. And. I I think when I saw that I I I was like oh, it's going down like it's gonna start getting good. But then you fast forward. So fast forward, they're trying to run back to to their their new house, mm-hmm. and then the 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 Geek Squad guys and Elise mm-hmm. and everyone else is now dealing with the ghosts that are trying to hone in on on Patrick Wilson Josh's body. And instead of it feeling like ghosts are trying to come in, it felt like a fucking zombie movie. Like they were too corporeal mm-hmm. would be the word. Yeah. I don't know the rules that would be, I don't know. Again, I, 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 I was already like, all right, we're, we're starting to like this movie. So I, I kind of liked it. But that's what I'm saying. It was like, it was like hit and miss. Like I liked the ghost, but I didn't like that there was like a whole crowd of them moving on in. The house was shaking. I guess mm-hmm. you need to have that for like more, more intensity. Mm, yeah. And then, of course, when you separate, shit happens, and he re-encounters the ghost lady. The grandma. Is it, is it the, his grandma? It's not his grandma, but no, it's no. just an old lady. I'm calling her the grandma. I'm just calling her grandma. Her babushka. <laughs> and you kind of know where it's going to go, and finally everyone's back in their respective bodies, and you think or it's- Or so a, we think. Or so we think, because in any horror movie, you never completely close out the story. Mm-mm. You leave it open-ended. And Elise sees something, but you don't exactly see it just yet. And Josh is possessed by the old lady grandma. The grandma. And then she tries to take a picture and he freaks out, gets angry, and then chokes her. Are they in a sound-treated house? Why the fuck? Uh, I I think at that point, it's when the supernatural kind of... They made it kind of supernaturally in a way where... It didn't seem like she was in the real world, but more like she half, who? um like the grandma. Like it seemed like at that moment she took her to like the other side, but like the further. To kill her? Yeah, because they couldn't hear it and she was screaming and the color kind of changed on the screen a little bit. Interesting. I thought that uh, that was just to like kind of sell the moment. No, because then that's when it's revealed that it was the old lady that was saying, I am going to rip your intestines out, intestines out. Oh, uh, interesting. At mm. that point, I was just like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Kind of takes her a little bit into her realm and then kills her, but it's actually Josh killing her. And then he just vanishes. And that's what made it more like, all right, yeah, he vanished. He's not there. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I'm still not on board with that one, though, okay. uh, with that theory. I'm gonna, But that is your opinion. No, no, of course. I mean, all of this shit's just our opinion. And I, I, I would love for that to be, like, the reason why. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I was just, I was still, like, laying in the hair. And, and I don't know. It, it's, it's one of those things where if, it, if they're going to do that, where, like, they, she got brought in, mm-hmm. it, it would need to be kind of spelled out a little more. Uh, I I think that's when you kind of have to pay attention to uh, – it's just one of those things where uh, I will let you know something happened. Mm. Like, oh, you missed that or something. All right. I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. And then that concludes that movie. And, uh, you know, they leave it open-ended mm-hmm. where uh, the mom comes in and, like, is everything okay? And they find the – oh, they find Elise dead. and Oh, no, they, they're looking for Pat, uh, Josh. They found her dead, and they're looking for him, and he's nowhere to be found. No, doesn't he say something, and then they turn to him, and then it cuts to black? I don't remember that part. We just watched it yesterday. Yeah. We have terrible, terrible memories. Well, I remember everything but that part. <laughs> and that's it. That's Insidious. So after, you know, as we're watching it, I'm like, I kind of like it. I kind of don't. I like these parts. I hate these parts. I love these parts. Overall, what would you have got? If you, give it, uh, if you were to give it a Rotten Tomato score... What would you give this movie? I would give it a seventy-four. Okay, what do you? And that's is that what you think the Rotten Tomato score or audience score was? Mm, I think maybe audience score was similar or somewhere near that. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes was a little bit lower than that. Oh, did I have those mixed up? Yeah. Oh, all right. Check this okay. out. Okay. Rotten Tomato score gives it a 67%, which is about where I was thinking of the movie. So it's not okay. 67% isn't fresh. I think 70% would be certified fresh. Yeah. Right? So it was just below that. And I agree with that score. Mm-hmm. Audience score was a 62%. Ooh. So I... it's rare that the audience score is lower than the Rotten Tomato score. But not yet... that that's like the the final in, you know, yeah. unequivocal rating, but now I kind of want to watch the other ones to see what the oh I very much are. want to watch the other ones and if see him if you're listening to this we got to schedule a fucking movie date girl girl <laughs> all right girl because <laughs> I want to see the rest of these I want to see how it plays out I want to see how they they built up build on the lore and how mm-hmm. they play off of that lore but finally I got we got around to watching Insidious any last thoughts I would definitely rewatch it um me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you would. I think I would to see okay. what I missed. Okay, and to see what you were talking about. Um, I would think I would rewatch it. Maybe, maybe just to kind of have a feel a little bit more of me just paying attention to the movie. Yeah, maybe to see if I miss stuff. Um, yeah. other than that, I I think that's good. What would you? What would you? I as far as what? Like, would you rewatch it? Would you? Yeah, no, what, I, what, what I, would you rate it? Oh, like no, I, I told you, like, mm-hmm. I, I, my own personal rating was around where Rotten Tomato score was rating it mm. in like the mid sixties. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I would say, see, the thing is, knowing that there are the other installments, like you have to watch this one. It's all built upon this one, and I haven't taken a peek because I'm not gonna cheat. I'm not gonna look at what the other movies scored at. And I think that's why I kind of gave it a seventy four because I'm like, okay, if there's more, let me go ahead and give it like a good kind of score see but i was trying to rate it just on the movie this a standalone movie no 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 no. i rated it within just a standalone movie um and usually if if i feel like 
the movie, there should be another movie. It should be at least in the 70s to continue to go into uh-huh. number two. That's why I kind of rated it like that. But um, there goes my thoughts <laughs> out the window. ADHD. ADHD. Want to wrap it up? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You can find this movie on Amazon. Uh, you would have to rent it for three ninety nine. I'm sorry, you guys. Worth it. Spooky season's coming up. Unless you we gotta get through these it. movies mm-hmm. on DVD. You own it. You know, some people do own shit on DVD. Okay. Old farts. Where uh, can they find us, Elva? Uh, you guys can find us on Forehead Films, F O R E H E D Films, and that's on Instagram. My Instagram is it's Elva, and mine is Forehead FPV. That's my other thing. But I, I want you guys to focus more and have more interactions with us on Forehead Films on Instagram. On Insties. On Insties. And Elva, your line out. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. Please. And hit Pretty that please. notification bell to keep you updated on our shows to come. And let us know what movies you haven't seen that we shot to our list. Oh, please do. And now that we're in the spooky season, let us know what horror films you guys haven't seen. So... We can see if we've seen them or not. Talk mm-hmm. to us. Like, I really want to start communicating with the people as far as movies and horror movies. Hit us up with the comments and the and the DMs. I want to know. I want to add to this list. I may look scary, but I'm not scary, guys. I promise. Hey, guys, listeners, can you come over? Elva, go away for a second. You guys, she's scary all the time. Help. Elva. What are you doing? <laughs> no. Oh, God. Thank you guys again for listening. Check us out. There's more to come. We're excited. Sorry for any like background noises. We're trying to get the kinks out. We're figuring this out. We have more equipment to come. We're going to get this down. We're going to get it rolling. We're going to get our format and flow. But ADHD and bad memory gets in the way. We try to like do this soon so that we would remember the movie. But 24 hours is too long. <laughs> I think I watched other movies. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Check us out again on insult on our socials, rate and review, all the other stuff. I don't want to leave yet. You want to leave? I don't know. It's nice. I like the song. Okay, just just dance to the song like I'm doing. All right, we're just gonna jam and dance later, guys. Bye. Bye.